0: Boom. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to everyone watching live on demand, listening live or on demand. Welcome into the Makeshift Managers Podcast. I'm Austin. Uh, best Wi Fi
1: ever, Devin, is that way. Can't point the right way. <laughs> well, you know, it's all directional. But yeah, we're back. It's another week, another podcast. Um, my internet isn't a complete um, waste this week. So hopefully there's no uh, hiccups. In, uh, in my connection, at least. But uh, speaking of hiccups, Austin, you want to just get right into it? Yeah, it is. It is Victory Monday for
0: both of us. So we are in a good mood. So I don't need anybody coming in here and trying to ruin it. Not today. Only Dak Prescott can do that. Anyways, let's start off uh, nice and easy. Except not really. Uh, we'll start off with the Vikings and the Steelers. Boy, what a... Uh, what a, what a weird game that was. At one point, I believe the Vikings were up. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. That's 29 to nothing. And the Steelers put up uh, 21 in the fourth quarter to make it close. Um, look, I'm kind of a uh, Kirk Cousins stand at this point in this season. This dude Kirk is continuing. Cousins. The dude's balling out. Like, I don't know what to tell you. He only threw for 216, but he threw two touchdowns, threw two picks, Um, Dalvin Cook ran for 205 yards I have never seen such big holes in my entire life I I don't we've talked about the Steelers like so many times of being like one of the top defensive teams of our childhood and our generation yeah and like when you don't have the defense what do you do they got torched
1: they got destroyed (laughs) Well, this defense has been hurt all year. Uh, they've gone through stretches of the season where they haven't had TJ Watt. They haven't had Mika Fitzpatrick. And luckily for the uh, Steelers in this case, Mika Fitzpatrick was out there and he arguably saved this game from being even more ugly. Because, yeah, Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook is back. Um, I was a little surprised to see him come back this early off of the injury. I'm not fully yeah. surprised because Mike Zimmer is holding on to his job by, like, the thread of his T-shirt. So teach their own but dalvin cook's wearing one of those gronkowski arm braces at this point so if he falls on that shoulder i'm not feeling good (laughs) about the vikings chances moving forward i'm not going to give Kirk cousins a gold star for commandeering a six and seven football team um (laughs) it's not his fault the defense doesn't show up but there's not a quarterback in the league that has done less with more than Kirk cousins in his career in my opinion especially in minnesota he has had one of the top tandems at receiver his entire tenure with Minnesota, as well as with Dalvin cookie has one of the top five to 10 running backs in the league any given year. And it's just Kurt cousins for me is just a book of excuses. Same with Mike Zimmer. I think this regime in Minnesota is never going to fully pan out because the people at the helm just aren't winners, quote unquote. And that's unfair to the player and unfair, unfair to the coach. because There's a bunch of variables that, get brought into a winning football team and a winning atmosphere, but whenever you don't have it, you don't have it. So Kirk's been having a great year. They're six and seven they They're on, they have an inside shot at the wild card, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're contenders. Thielen's out with a high ankle sprain. KJ Osborne was really great in this game, had a lot of targets, only three receptions, but one of them came and hit Pater. So Jefferson and KJ are doing great. Dalvin's back, but I don't know. It's just their defense kind of puts them in holes their special teams just screwed them all year i'm yeah, not going to crown the defense
0: Vikings. has let them down way too many times this season yeah
1: I they, don't they should
0: easily have been a playoff team they're not you know let's ignore the you know kick missed against arizona you know they blew it against detroit they blew it against baltimore they um probably blew it against some other teams that i can't think of after 14 weeks of football so far this easily could be like a 10-win team right now. There's there's no reason why this team shouldn't have 10 wins besides just poor defense. The offense is balled out for the most part. They arguably... Sh- Did they lose to San Francisco or they beat San Francisco? I can't remember now. Uh, let's see. They I think they lost. Did, didn't they? I can't remember. They were- yeah, they lost to San Francisco. Probably should have won that game. Just another but game I- where their defense
1: gives up 30-something. The Niners are a better team than the Vikings, and I can say that out loud and not feel any worse off about it. The Vikings are closer it's... to the, so I'll I'll give you this: the okay. Niners are closer to the Rams than the Vikings are to the Packers. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> but th- that that's my point. Um, the Vikings aren't good necessarily. Where I don't I I don't want to applaud the Vikings for beating a team. That is as fractured as Pittsburgh is right now. Their quarterback is being held together by duct tape and staples. Their their, their starting receiver Chase Claypool doesn't understand clock management to the point where he cost them the game. The I was literally about to ask you about the Chase Claypool to win this game. The like to be completely honest, if the Steelers get one more play and they somehow score that touchdown, they're going to go for two. They probably get it. Nice and I see them pulling it out in overtime. I picked the Vikings shock because I was like, yeah. Um, The Steelers are pretty bad right now, but the fact that it was this close and they allowed them to come back from that far down, I'm not going to compliment the Vikings at all. They're a bad NFL team right now and they have a lot of good talent and it's just a waste that they're going to be stuck in this purgatory until something changes. And on Chase Claypool, he's a second year wide receiver and on a team that has had issues with, with their wide receivers and personalities in the past. I think the blame is on Mike Tomlin um he's a no-nonsense type of guy but the thing is you're the one that creates the culture and we saw it with Antonio Brown Juju had his whole TikTok thing last year until Tomlin can snip it nip it in the bud I'm gonna blame him it's his locker room you gotta figure you know what's funny
0: out. too is that I'm pretty sure it was Claypool earlier in the game who had like that eye poke to yeah, shot to Breland And, you know, and we saw Tomlin have a talk with him. I guess it didn't work because he's still showing off out there. And, yeah, when you're down eight and you don't have any timeouts and you're trying to rush to the clock, you know, rush back to the line, and then the ball fumbles out of your hand because Trey Turner is trying to grab it. It's just – Well,
1: Eric Kendricks did poke his hand in there. Eric Kendricks did get his hand in that exchange. The refs didn't catch it, which it's not their job to catch it. It's on the offense, get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. But yeah, no, it, it things like that just can't happen. And yeah. it's sloppy plays for sloppy teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. And if they keep it up, they're both not going to make it. The Vikings are lucky they play in the NFC is my biggest point. Because if they were playing in the AFC, they'd be worse off than they are now.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. Both conferences are a shit show in terms of like, practically everybody's still in the race yeah you can be definitely. six and seven you can be six six and one um even five and eight is like mm, or six and eight you know can still have you looking a little okay yeah it's it's a shit show it where every every single win matters at this point and it's kind of weird to say but literally if you drop a game you're dropping seeds badly yeah Yep. Whereas you, in years past, we've seen like, oh, you know, I'll drop a game. I'm still the one seed or I'm still the two seed. You can go from one seed to four seed like that. You can go yeah. one to five, one to six. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Look, at, look and, at the Ravens. We'll get to the Ravens soon. But,
1: you know, the Patriots are put themselves back in the number one seed just like that. Well, the thing is right now, I, I don't know if it's so much as the league has more parity at the moment. I think the league is just less top heavy than it's been over the last 5 to 10 years. Um the thing is coming into this year everybody was kind of just getting ready for another Tampa Bay versus KC. The Rams are going to be competitive. No one expected the Cardinals to do this, but I don't think the parity's changed all that much. We still have teams like Pittsburgh and Minnesota that I don't believe are high quality playoff teams. It's just that we're getting matchups of teams that are really really good playing each other more often. If you look at the divisions, you've got AFC North, NFC West, the AFC East, not so much. You can see that because you have Miami and the Jets, you know, playing in the mud and you have uh, obviously the Patriots are the, are the class of the AFC right now. But even, even
0: Miami's won five in a row and they're in the hunt just like that. They're six and seven.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get you, but I think we we're just seeing it's, it's not trimming of the fat. I guess the cream's rising to the top. But instead of it just being these like three to four teams that everybody believes come in the championship, whether it's COVID, whether it's health and just overall entries this year, we're having a really weird like cacophony of circumstances that has provided us this NFL season. There is not a single team right now that I could say without a shadow of a doubt that's going to win the championship. Out of the AFC, you're going to find the team that wins is going to be healthiest and hottest. And that's what it's going to come yeah. down to. The seating not going to matter. Unless you're playing in Foxborough in December, it's it shouldn't matter. Or like in Foxborough in like March. Only way I see it happening or actually mattering is if you have a wild card weekend matchup where a West Coast team has to go East Coast or you have a team that has to play in the cold and they never play in the cold. But beyond that, it's just going to be pull, pull a number out of a hat, essentially. This is the most NCAA tournament NFL season we've ever had. Anything <laughs> yeah, can happen. It, yeah, I mean, the healthiest,
0: best team right now looks like to be the Cardinals, but we'll see how they look after the Rams tonight. You know, they miss Kyler Murray for yep. four weeks, and you can pretty much point out every team and see kind of where their flaws are. The Patriots mm-hmm. have an outstanding defense, but, you know, they don't have Tom Brady at that quarterback position anymore. Mac Jones is having a decent year, don't get me wrong, but if they fall behind, there's going to be problems. The Bucks have problems, are having problems on their defense. The, the Bills have problems. The Ravens... Uh, can't roster more than three baggers from Walmart. Like it, it like they can't do anything. And then the NFC, the Cowboys are struggling mightily. The um, the Packers look really healthy, but is Aaron Rodgers' toe going to fall off at
1: some point? Who knows? Wait, the way he was talking about it last night, I think it did fall off mid game. He had some complications. <laughs> Still threw for four touchdowns. Hey, dude, he's a monster. Uh, Saints and Jets. I could talk for years about this game. It is. So I have some notes. Kamara is back. Taysom is the menace and uh, the jets are going to jet. I don't blame the jets for losing this game. It's not Zach Wilson's fault. He didn't throw any picks. Didn't throw any touchdowns. Granted, nobody in New York scored this week besides the giants. Lo and behold, because the jets have no seal players right now. They, uh, their leading rusher was LaMichael P Ryan and their leading receiver was Braxton Berrios. I said, what the fuck too? It's fine. This Jets team is decimated. They are so badly hurt. Elijah Moore didn't play. Corey Davis is on the IR for the year. Michael Carter's still on the IR. It is bad out in New York, at least in the uh, Kelly Green. But then you've got the Saints. And Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. He played against another but terrible he's a defense. a great running back. He's a great fantasy football quarterback. And yeah, he did diddly shit all, all game. And he stole two touchdowns from Kamara. And the Saints won the game, as they should have. I don't know what Sean Payton sees in the dude. Um, I guess he's better than Simeon. I'm not going to give him that crown yet. They've played some pretty bad teams with Jason <laughs> Hill at the quarterback spot. And they, they they lost to the Cowboys, and it was ugly. He threw four picks. Um, yeah, You'll you let the dude throw 21 passes. He didn't throw any interceptions. But to be fair, I could throw a pass against the Jets and probably complete it at this point. But it's chalk. It, what happened is what happened. It's what we expected to happen there's not much else I can say about it except for somebody give me the number to taste mills agent. I just want to talk. Yeah. Saints
0: are back on the board in the win column. The jets are just kind of jetting. They, there's not really much for them to do They're They're kind of beat up in a sense. They're at a yeah. rookie quarterback. Robert Sala was thrown, you know, not even thrown. He knew what he was getting into and he feels like he can turn around. I think he could turn around. I think he, he can three and 10. I'm going to say is not that bad. They've put up some decent performances and losses. They've yeah. beat some decent teams. They beat the Titans. They beat albeit, the bangles, you know didn't they?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they've beaten two playoff teams so far this year. It's I'm not shocking the season up for the Jets as just being incompetent and terrible. It's they're really hurt, and they're trying to figure it out on the fly. This is an incomplete team, and I'm not going to judge Salah's performance until I see him get some draft classes in. Yeah. Speaking of incomplete,
0: I I keep picking the Panthers and then Cam Newton came in and then PJ Walker came in, then Cam Newton came in, then PJ Walker came in. Oh. It has to hurt to be a Carolina fan. It it has to. It this team was supposed to be on the uprise with the acquisition of Sam Darnold. But it looks like at this point,
1: they probably would have been better off keeping Teddy Bridgewater. At this at this point, they would have been better off trying to pick up Josh Rosen. It doesn't matter. The Panthers are inept. Um, they just fired their uh, offensive coordinator in the middle of the season, possibly to just kind of help him get like a college job. I don't know what's going on with the Joe Brady situation, but they let go of the offensive coordinator. Their running back hasn't played in two years, effectively. Um they brought back the dude they ran out of town last year. Um, DJ Moore is the only bright spot in this offense. He seems to be quarterback proof because Cam Newton can't throw a football consistently. He's cutting into the running back touches. It's it's just this is basically turned into a Hallmark movie, but there's no uh, happy ending. It's just a team fizzling out at the end of the year. Like think of like uh, what's that one movie? Um, Rookie of the Year any sports movie where somebody has this redemptive arc and it's great in the beginning and it's just okay they're back to being below average and the team sucks and then they're probably gonna go sign somewhere else there's no happy ending for carolina they are the worst team in their division and i am going to confidently say that from this point forward because at least in atlanta you have a quarterback that can still win games you have receiving options that aren't stupidly inconsistent Kyle Pitts is a very talented player Cordero Patterson is the third best running back in that division currently because Leonard Fournette's playing like he's at LSU at the moment but the only thing the Panthers have going for themselves right now is DJ Moore and whatever remnants of that defense that are still playing they I am not going to let the Panthers slide from this point on forward they traded assets for the future to try and cash in on whatever the fuck they thought they had this year by trading for CJ Henderson and Stefan Gilmore. And if I'm the ownership, I'm questioning the GM because I don't know what their roster saw or what internally they thought was happening with this team. Because if we all go back to the schedule and we all go back to the matchups, they were playing cupcake opponents and they've really set themselves back immeasurably. They've Gave up like a second and third rounder for Sam Darnold, and they just gave up more picks to be the same old Panthers.
0: Yeah, I I would I was on the hype train. I really thought they could be much better than five and eight. And I'm 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 a proponent of like Denver was in the same pool of being 3-0. You beat who you're supposed to beat. That's exactly what they yeah. did. They they put up a good game against the Cowboys, and then it kind of after that was just. You know, they beat the shit out of the Cardinals and they beat somebody else, but Miami beat them up. Um, Atlanta looked pretty good against them. Atlanta's not really supposed to look good. Atlanta's honestly kind of like in a worse spot than Carolina is. They're just executing better because Atlanta doesn't really have a future quarterback. Um, They have a future tight end. Cool, I guess. Felipe
1: Franks, I'm pretty sure. Yep yep <laughs> hey dude he was a baller exactly. in college was he though yeah i'm pretty he he got drafted he had to be doing something he played at florida you know <laughs> never threw for over three thousand yards okay felipe i don't know what i'm supposed to be seeing here never mind <laughs> falcons win 29 21 matt ryan 190
0: yards a touchdown Cordell patterson punches it in First player in Atlanta Falcons franchise history to have five rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns.
1: That's crazy. That's actually insane. They had like some decent running backs in their past. You had like guys like Warwick Dunn. You had uh, Devonta Freeman before he was uh, in the old folks home for running backs in the NFL. Like that's crazy. It makes sense. You know, Michael Vick and his uh, era with the uh, Falcons, he can't catch the passes too. So that right. I mean, it. he can, it's just super yeah. difficult. He's not Brett Favre. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Do you want Matt Rule gone? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, it's okay. not going to happen this offseason, but he's on the hot seat effective as soon as uh, the offseason starts. He has to do something in year three because I don't care if McCaffrey's not going to be healthy because you've had two years to figure out, hey, I might not have him. It's time to have yeah. legitimate conting- contingency plans.
0: The Seattle Seahawks beat the Houston Texans 33 13. I'm pretty sure DK
1: Metcalf didn't do anything, and that made Devin very sad. He had like four receptions for 43 yards. He's doing something, it's just not what you expect.
0: Tyler Lockett had five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown. Rashad Penny, 16 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Russ Wilson, seventeen for twenty-eight, 260, two sixty-two touchdowns. Davis Mills threw for three hundred and thirty-one yards and a touchdown. Uh, Rex Burkhead had eleven carries for 40, 40 yards. Um, Brandon Cooks eight receptions, one hundred yards. Where is he at? What what is he at? He is at. I want to see how many reception uh, reception yard, how many he yards has this he season. has. Yeah, eight hundred and forty-three. He's gonna he's one, gonna get a thousand yards. 167 away needs 167 in what three games 15 16 17 18 four games
1: he'll get it it's it's Brandon Cooks it's <laughs> death taxes and Brandon cook's getting a thousand yards that's why I drafted him in a league this year I was like dude at, at his floor he is like a wide receiver three just based upon the art he'll get you um this game is interesting not because it was fun to watch or I have any stakes with any of these players Russell Wilson still isn't Russell Wilson. He completed 17 passes and had two touchdowns and no picks. Congratulations. Rashad Penny is the big story for me in the Seattle offense. Um, This is a guy they used a first-round draft pick on. I'm I'm pretty sure he was the same draft as – let me see, just to be sure I'm correct in my statement. When was he drafted? (laughs) So Rashad Penny was drafted in 2018. So here's that 2018 class of running backs. I can't give you who was out of 2018 off the top of my head. But Penny was drafted to be Seattle's RB. Uh, they had Chris Carson, but everybody after Penny got drafted was like, Rashad Penny's going to be somebody. And it's one week, but he averaged 8.6 yards per carry. And yes, it's Houston, but with Chris Carson on the mend for a considerable amount of time, I think this is a bright spot for whatever you could call Seattle's situation. Um, Pete Carroll, you got to get there DK of Ballmore. Um, my, no, he just he just has to go. At this point, Pete, Pete Carroll just has to go. Pete Carroll's going to have to leave. I don't think Russ gets moved unless Russ demands to get moved. Um, my thing right now with the team is we've got we got a problem. DK Metcalf is he should be the best red zone threat in football. He's massive. He's bigger than Gerald Everett. But at the one yard line, Gerald Everett's getting the touchdown. Well, so I don't here, here's the thing:
0: that. you say you don't want to see Russ Wilson get moved or you don't think he's going to get moved, but I don't really see Seattle in contention next year. A, especially if Pete Carroll's still the head coach, and then if Pete Carroll's gone, what their offense is good, but their defense is nothing to bat an eye at. Like I feel like he can go other places and he can kind of cha- chase a ring in sense. If he goes to Denver, he can put that team in the playoffs like that because they're already on the cusp of it, and their defense is only going to get better. And if you give Javante Williams the backfield without Melvin Gordon, if Mel, if Melvin Gordon goes, then Javante Williams will take off. Even if Melvin Gordon doesn't go, that's an insane two headed backfield. Something, you know, When's the last time Russ Wilson had a, you know, great running back Marshawn Lynch they didn't even use Wilson him.
1: has had above average running backs his entire fucking career. I don't want to sit here and act like Russell Wilson, some Rapunzel type, just sitting in a tower waiting to be freed. This dude did this shit to himself. Like, you're the one that threw the pick in the super bowl. You're the reason your dynasty died. Sorry to admit it, but Russell Wilson, you've done yourself no favors throughout your career. Your social media presence irks a lot of people. I'm not going to say for myself, but this dude is who he is. And he's not a captive in Seattle. He signed his contracts. He's made that his home. And if he wants to get out good for him, but say it, I'm tired of the whole tiptoeing around. Oh, Russ's camp doesn't want him in Seattle. It's bullshit. Um, he's played terribly this year compared to his normal abilities yeah he got hurt but I I I I does Russ make the Broncos better sure plenty of quarterbacks make the Broncos better next year Russ is not going to go to the AFC West I I don't see it happening um the biggest point with that is you've got Russ who is he, he's in a he's in a division with Kyler Murray Russell Wilson was the best quarterback in the NFC West for a considerable amount of time I don't think he wants to go somewhere where he's not going to be the guy in that division. Because I see him going to a team maybe in the NFC. If he could figure his way out to maybe an NFC East team, i.e. the no. Giants, he could go no. somewhere like the NFC North. The if the yes. Packs the, the Packers aren't gonna flip Rogers for Wilson, that's never gonna happen. But, but if mean, Chicago, if Chicago knocked on the door again. They didn't want to move Cleo, or I guess they offered Cleo Mac. I don't know what the deal was, but there was an offer on the table for Chicago to get Russell Wilson. If Rodgers leaves Russell Wilson in Chicago, they should be able to win that division. Like, just on paper. If the defense can come back, if their offensive pieces stay, Matt nagy has gone. I think Wilson, with that Chicago roster and Rodgers being gone, leads to a vacuum where the Bears can easily... you know how easily...
0: up it would be, though,
1: to do that to Justin Fields?
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty Or fun. do you like Justin Fields sitting behind Russ Wilson for maybe a year or two? Justin Fields <laughs> is not bad. Like, yeah, his his touchdown-interception ratio isn't great, but neither is any of other the starting quarterbacks besides Mac Jones, like Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance isn't even really playing, uh, and Justin Fields. They're not having great seasons, and Mac Jones is arguably on the best team. Not even arguably, he is on the best team. He got so, put in the best situation.
1: The point of the, the point of the game is to win. Franchises, ownership groups, fans, they don't give a shit about anything besides winning. And do I think it's beneficial for Justin Fields to sit behind a Russell Wilson? No. I think if Russ goes to Chicago, Justin Fields is part of the deal. But Chicago, they're going to be in a very interesting scenario if Green Bay lets Rodgers go. Because Green Bay is not going to have somebody else just walking through the door. They have Jordan Love, yeah. and as we saw earlier in this year, I don't think he's ready. So all I'm saying is, while, while the AFC West would be a cool spot for us to land, don't don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby, because I, 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 I don't see why Russ would want to go to the AFC West. He's already having trouble beating guys like Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. Yes, Denver has a better defense, but you're going to have to go against... Prime Patrick Mahomes, an ascendant Justin Herbert, and teams that have good. The AFC West is arguably arguably the best division in football this year based upon talent, output, and records. So I don't see Russ waving a no trade clause to go play for the guys in Denver because he thinks I I just don't see it. I think there's better opportunities, and that no trade clause will be a kicker and where he's going to go. I just think Denver's offense is cool and they're investing in it, but. I'd see Rogers Rogers as as a better fit for Denver moving forward. Because Russ also is younger than Aaron and Russ wants to play till he's in his mid forties. If we're being honest, he's gonna want to go somewhere where they're not gonna have to like because Denver already is starting to leverage their assets moving forward. If you get what I'm saying. So yeah. you get Rogers for two, three years, you don't have to care about what happens five through six. If you move too aggressively on Russ, he's stuck with what happens through five five through six. That's just my two cents in the matter. Good job on the Seahawks winning a game, I guess. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on to the AFC West. Um, Lord, I watched this game because one of my buddies came over. He's a Raiders fan. And first oh. play of the game, Josh Jacobs, outside run, fumble, uh, uh, scoop and score for Casey. And he was like, oh, good. Before he knew it, it was 28 28- nothing, He just looked at me dead in the eyes and was like, Austin, turn it off. Just turn it off. Uh, this was an ass kicking, yeah, uh, bludgeoning. Plain and simple. Kate. The KC did whatever they wanted. They threw yeah. screens to Darrell Williams. They ran it up fifty-six yards with Derek Gore. They I don't even think Mahomes really like went off. Yet two fifty-eight for two touchdowns 20, through twenty-four passes. Didn't need to do a whole lot. Derek Gore had a touchdown. Clyde Edwards elair had two touchdowns. Two.
1: Daryl Williams caught a touchdown pass like Josh yeah. Gordon caught a touchdown pass. It was like the Oprah Winfrey show. Everybody's getting a touchdown except for you know Kelsey or Hill, but yeah. The this Raiders team are is scary. The Raiders? No. <laughs> they're scary the Ra- for their fans. The Raiders should be terrified. Um they're just they're just down bad. This team is down a bunch of skilled guys kenny and drake's out they lost their number one receiver earlier, earlier this year to his own actions like this team has they have massive holes they don't they lost their head coach earlier in the earlier in the year the raiders have just been on the slow descent to being yeah. at the bottom of the division it's not necessarily their fault but if my Wi-Fi was being held together with duct tape and screws last week they're on like scotch tape and like I don't know, honey. They're 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 just trying to keep it together before the offseason starts. This Raiders team is down honey. bad. <laughs> but I am scared shitless of the Chiefs right now. Um, this is the best they've looked all year, and I don't think it's, it's ending anytime
0: soon. Right? That's that's what kind of puts it over the top for you. You kind of know Kelsey Mahomes and uh what's his face, Hill. Uh, are going to put up a ton of points. But when they're not giving up practically any points whatsoever and Mahomes only has to throw 24 passes, that's scary. That's really scary to think about, that there's not a whole lot you can do. When you can't put points up against KC to match Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to win the football game most of the time. And the Raiders got nothing going ever. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr threw the ball 45 times. And barely broke 260. They ran the ball 12 times.
1: So my thing with the Chiefs right now and the scariest part about Kansas City is earlier in the year, we saw a regression that was kind of two years in the making. Mahomes started turning the ball over. Casey started to turn the ball over and they had never really had done that in the past at least at the rate that they were doing it. They were turning the ball over at a very accelerated rate. At one point, I think they were like second in the league in total turnovers. And they've been due for regression and turnovers since that point, and they're not turning it over. And if you can't get KC to give the ball back, good luck. Because this is a team that offensively can compete with anybody, regardless of who's lining up against them. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. George Kittle's knocking on the door again. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a game breaker. Mahomes, when healthy and dealing, is the best quarterback on the planet in terms of raw talent. So you're going to tell me that Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and uh, Chris Jones are figuring it out? That's a scary team. I don't think anyone in the AFC wants the uh, Chiefs to uh, secure their division. I think a lot of the AFC teams would rather see the Chargers end up usurping them somehow and have the Casey have to go through this wild card situation because. If KC has home field advantage, good luck. Obviously, the Pats are a little too far ahead to catch, maybe, but not even that far. That they're not even that far away. If Buffalo can somehow muddy the waters, KC could sneak in at the one seed. Yep. And if you give right there, K- if you give Kansas City the one seed and if the buy, like if you're yeah. playing like this, game over, man. Because Mahomes is the most dangerous guy with the ball in his hands, and he has some of the most dangerous weapons in football. So. The panic button was pressed, and I guess Mahomes just threw out the window. He's like, "Nah, dude, let's simmer down." You know that easy button from Staples? That was their panic button. They just said, "Just basically, was it was like the alarm clock went off, and they snoozed it." They're like, "Okay, we'll figure it out." But no, they 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 have turned a corner. They have officially we'll wake up a when we feel like
0: it. Okay, uh, the Ravens lose to the Browns 22-24. Lamar Jackson goes down really early in the game. I'm not sure exactly when, but he only goes four for four for 17 yards, two carries for five yards. Apparently, it's a, an ankle injury. I don't know the extent of it yet, but...
1: I heard he's playing uh, next Sunday against the Packers. I think Harbaugh or somebody from the team came out and said that Jackson will be available. He, I mean, he has to be. If he doesn't, the
0: team's not yeah. making the playoffs it because in in the it, we talked literally just talked about it in the AFC one win means absolutely between Nothing. winning your division Nothing. and being the 7th or 8th seed it yep. it means a lot and um i'm probably going to pick the packers to beat the ravens anyways because lamar yeah. jackson on an ankle sprain going into a game is they not good don't have good. any
1: he's, corners they don't have he's a star there they don't have
0: any corners nobody's covering Devontae adams yeah. and Lamar's already tried to hold the team together for so long when he's falling apart. That's it. The, this team is yeah. destroyed with injuries. You know, shout out to Tyler Hunt Huntley for 27 for 38, 270 yards, a touchdown. He had six carries
1: for 45 yards. The dude tried his best yeah, to get through the Browns well. defense. He played really well. Uh, I think this game is more indicative of the Browns than it is the Ravens. I think if Lamar stays in the game, they beat the Browns. Because Baker Mayfield's not inspiring me at all. He threw two touchdowns, but nice, dude. Uh, The running backs.
0: This this game doesn't really change my opinion of the Browns. I still don't think they're a playoff team. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they were on the outside looking in when it came down to it that they would fall out. Um, If they're a wild card team, I wouldn't doubt they get knocked out round one. I mean, they could shock us like they did when they played Pittsburgh last
1: season, but that just doesn't look like the same team. Yep, not at all. It's last year's Browns team was like endearing because they hadn't done shit in so long. This Browns team reminds me of that 2013 Philadelphia Eagles team that had Mike Vick. They signed Vince Young to back him up. Namdi all got signed in the offseason. They had all these great new additions and Chip Kelly to coach them all. And they sucked because you can put everything on paper and until it actually hits the field, you don't have anything. And yes, yeah. Nick Chubb got hurt. Kareem Hunt's been hurt everybody's been hurt this year on the Browns, but that's everyone's been hurt in the NFL in general. Yeah. In general. So it's just, this is, this is kind of the way the league works. Sometimes you have the team that everybody was pulling for last year. Cause so they suck so bad and they got better. So why wouldn't they play better? Well, no. the, the crux of the, the crux of the fact was that Baker Mayfield had to improve. And to this point he hasn't improved. He's actually regressed. And until yeah. they can figure out the quarterback spot, the Browns are going to be handicapped. And the thing if- is,
0: he Baker Mayfield was never like at the top, and then started regressing. He kind of hit like a medium slide, and then regressed. There was hey, never this great Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, the last time Baker Mayfield was great was his Heisman year in Oklahoma, and that was one year of actual like elite production. Yeah. So it's it's just tough. The Browns are in. I wouldn't say no man's land. They have a quarterback. They're going to have to sign him to, a fit, to his uh, big deal or get rid of him because he's he's going to get signed somewhere if he's not going to sign with the Browns.
0: Yeah, that's a weird situation for the Browns. I don't particularly love him, but I don't know. He'll get the money from somebody, but I don't know yeah. if I want it to be the Browns, but then you run into the situation of who's up next. That's, that's going to well, be your problem. You
1: want to go back to your own 16 days. I can tell you who's up next, Austin. It's them boys. It, it's time for you to uh, be the star of the show. We
0: them boys, but not really. Dallas <laughs> Cowboys beat the Washington football team 27 to 20. At one point, it was 24 nothing. Cowboys, and I was sitting here saying that Washington fans chanted, we want Dallas, you got them. But once again, we look very poor in victory. Um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, wow, you know, we beat the Washington football team. We were supposed to beat the Washington football team. We are supposed to 6-0 our division. We are the best team in this division by a long shot because every other team has big question marks. Coming into the season, our biggest question mark was the defense, and they've stepped up mightily. Now the question has become, is Dak fucked up? um Dak's missing throws that he would normally make he overthrew cd lamb for a pick um he thought he had dalton schultz wide open and he threw it straight to a linebacker for a pick six that made the game close at that point um i believe that we get the giants i think we go to new york if i remember right yeah we go to new york Once again, I totally expect us to beat the New York Giants. Um, But if Dak were to have kind of another mediocre game, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, My hope is that he finds it back home week 16 against uh, Washington. We're going to host Washington at home. You know, the comfort of your own home against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. You get a second shot in three weeks to prove it Um, because Dak just hasn't looked good. He didn't look good against the Saints he didn't look good against washington he didn't look good he looked great in um uh, against las vegas but he was down weapons he yep. was down his his wide receivers um he did not look a great ga- great against kc and he was out against minnesota um the team has to improve um the penalties have gone down over the past couple weeks which is nice the drops have gone down which is nice the two main things that we were having problems with but now We have questions of, is our quarterback more hurt than we like to think he is? Um, I will give it until week 16 against Washington. Uh, If he doesn't come out and absolutely torch the fuck out of the football team, that's when I'm going to start getting concerned. Then we have to play the Cardinals week 17 and the Eagles week 18. Um, We should have the division on by then. And if we, are struggling against the Cardinals, then maybe we should have to settle for a four seed, but I need Dak to get right because it's going to be this narrative again of the Dallas Cowboys. Are they going to get bounced in the first round? And we're yeah. not, we're not getting the one seed at this point. We're nine and four. Um, the worst the Cardinals can be after tonight is 10 and three. Um, and even if we beat the Cardinals by, you know, some miracle, I expect Kyler to, I, it could be a shootout, but who knows? I would love to get out of the four seed, but the Bucks are hot. The Packers are hot. You know, everyone, all the other division leaders are much better than us at this current moment. I would pick any one of the three division leaders to beat the Cowboys any, any time at this very moment, because we just don't look good and they look very good. Uh, Washington, Washington was beat to hell. They had no, they had no defensive line. You could kind of tell Dak didn't really get pressured a ton the entire game. Um, their secondary is not very good. They, Micah Parsons showed up to Taylor Heineke's house uninvited multiple times, sent him to the bench with an injury. Not saying that's a good thing, but Micah Parsons beat the crap out of Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Um, we beat the crap out of Taylor Heineke. Ra- Randy Gregory tipped an a interception to himself. We got a fumble score. We, The defense came out to play, and it, the game should not have been close if our offense was correct. Um, we, I would say we got a little lucky that our defense was playing as well as it did that day because they haven't done that consistently. It's, it, you kind of question what defense you're going to get week to week with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, you do you get the Las Vegas one or do you get the one against Washington that you did where they're always in the backfield, they're always covering. You know, Trayvon Diggs was all over Terry McLaurin as long as Terry McLaurin was in the game. Mm. Uh, yeah. Zeke, 12 carries for 45 yards. Dude needs a week off. Just give. I get it. Tony Pollard was out, so he kind of had to play this week. But the dude needs a week off. Tyron Smith is already going to be out against the Giants, so great. Um, Zeke needs a week off badly. But if Tony Pollard can't play, then it's hard to sit him because then you just really don't have a run game with Corey, Corey Clement.
1: Yeah, um, it was a it was a rough <laughs> win for you guys. I watched a majority of this game. Uh, the big thing that I walked away with is Micah Parsons is the off, he's the defensive rookie of the year by a landslide. He I would vote him offensive rookie of the year. The the, the amount of turnovers he's producing, this dude is transcendent. Micah Parsons has blown me away, and I am. I'm, I'm impressed from time to time by defensive rookies, but the impact he has had on this Cowboys defense is immeasurable. To so the point where I'm, I'm even drinking the Kool-Aid of Micah Parsons as a possible defensive player of the year candidate. He is He's had a sack in like six straight games. He has like 12 or 14 on the year, like two or three forced fumbles. The dude's everywhere. And whenever he goes, this Cowboys defense does. As good as Diggs has been, I think Parsons is an even bigger factor in how you guys are winning games. Heineke got beat the hell up. They found scissors. He found scissors on the field whenever he was walking off that was on weird. one of the drives. That was really weird. Uh Washington, figure it the fuck out. Um that's FedEx Field for you. Yeah, FedEx Field, figure it out, please. Um, Gibson didn't do a whole lot of anything. McLaurin was knocked out about like three quarters in, didn't have a single reception. It was just a rough day for the Washington offense. And it shouldn't be this close the next time. They're playing in Dallas. Dallas should be healthy. And then I just I'm not saying the Heineke, the wheels are falling off for Heineke, but this is the worst he's looked all year. This was by far his worst performance. It's just one of those things where I can't
0: endorse Taylor Heineke. If I'm a Washington football fan, I can't endorse having Taylor Heineke next year. The quarterback play just isn't there consistently. You need somebody better. I don't know who it is right now, who the options are. I'm not a part of the front office, but this isn't it. Taylor Heineke is not it. I don't think you can stick with him moving forward. Yeah. I don't think you can.
1: It'll come um, down to the fact of whether or not they have anybody available. Yeah. Cuz you 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 can kind of sit in the in between, but you don't want to reach on someone that you're not going to want. I will tell you, it was nice to see Parsons, Gregory, Lawrence and
0: Hill all on the same line getting through. I haven't seen the Cowboys get near a quarterback in like 15 years it feels like. You know my you know my times I've watched Aaron Rodgers stand in the pocket for like 12 seconds.
1: The disrespect to Demarcus DeMarcus Ware.
0: Look, look, I mean consistent.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Like Demarcus Ware got consistent pressure, but then nobody else on that line did. We had four solid guys on the line who were in his face all day. I get you. Uh, Speaking of in the fade, don't know where I'm going with that one. Urban Meyer sucks. Uh, We're just going to go with that. Uh, I didn't know Trevor
1: Lawrence threw four picks, but I do now. It's the worst offense in football. Um they had a total of seven rushing attempts.
0: James Robinson had six carries for four yards, man. That's that's not okay. That's a joke.
1: Yeah urban meyer deserves to be fired um trevor lawrence thrown a lot of interceptions this year but to be fair there was video of uh i think it was lavisca Chenault jr and laquan treadwell running into each other after uh Chenault tripped on his route resulting in a oh. uh, errant overthrow oh. by lawrence they're oh. not doing their quarterback any favors the, the franchise is going to express ship trevor lawrence all the way to like who knows uh green bay maybe because you got to give him something to work with, and he's not going to want to stay if you guys are just going to yank him around like that. Shout out Trevor Lawrence. You got you got the first overall pick. You're a national champion. Now you're playing in the worst situation in football. It's it's bad, and it's not going to get any better until they get rid of the dudes running the ship. Urban Meyer's just kind of an idiot. He talked about, after the game, the le- the leaker, and then if he found out who was leaking the information, they're going to get fired. That's not a super convincing thing to say whenever all these bad things are being said about your locker room and how people perceive you you seem guilty and based upon his uh code of ethics i would assume he is guilty you just ask any Chili's or applebee's waitress that's what i'm saying so urban count your days buddy because you're joining the uh the, the closet of terrible nfl coaches that are back in college It's, it's just, you're, you're going to be enshrined forever as, uh, you know, the next Chip Kelly, congrats. You can't actually coach grown men, adults. You have to resort to coach, to coaching young adults that don't have money. You don't have any power besides coaching them. They are individuals. They are professional athletes, and you can't just be authoritarian and act like you own the people. So shout out the Titans for winning, um, Julio Jones is back. Didn't really matter. Four catches, 33 yards. (laughs) Donta Foreman was featured as lead back, had 47 yards and a touchdown, had like six carries in the first drive. Tannehill didn't do anything except not fuck up. So I'll take that after his implosion a couple weeks back. So I still, I I think Tennessee is running the division. The Colts really should the bed weeks one through five, and that's just how it's going to pan out. So congrats to the 2021 AFC South champions, the Tennessee Titans. Okay,
0: uh, let's move on um, real quick. get this out. Um, I believe it was Thursday night. Demarius Thomas, uh, probably one of the coolest, um, had some of the best playoff moments for the Denver Broncos in their history, has a ring. Um, overall, just a great human being. Um, lost his life, I believe, Thursday night um, due to medical issues. Um, I won't speculate i didn't read the exact medical issue so i won't speculate but he lost his life at 33 um it fucking sucks um the dude had his whole life ahead of him he retired at the age of what 31 32 you know played in the yeah. league for 10 10 years i believe give or take to yeah. that
1: point he probably he like had like nine to ten years
0: yeah got a super bowl ring with peyton had a
1: great overtime moment um, with the denver broncos one of the best um, receivers in the league for a five-year period. And that's no that, that that's no exaggeration. And that's a period where we've seen some of the greatest modern receivers in history. You had guys like Calvin. You had guys like Julio Prime. Prime AB. You had fucking... You name it. He was a shining star in one of the deepest eras of NFL wide receiver talent. And yeah. it's, it's a tragedy that he's gone and the thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Demarius's family and all of his friends and Broncos fans across the country. Cause it's, it's, it's a terrible loss and everyone's going to feel certain ways about him as a player, him, him as a person and his legacy. The important part is to just kind of honor the guy.
0: Yeah. Um If you watched football during that time, then you would know exactly who we were talking about. The dude was just um, very good. And like Devin said, our prayers condolences go out to everybody affected by this, all NFL fans in general, just yeah. it, it, to lose anybody that early in life is is just terrible. Um, shout out to the Denver Broncos organization, Peyton Manning, um, Peyton may lost a friend, um, so yeah. shout out to Peyton, his family, Denver nation. Um, Shout out to uh, Vic Fangio and the team for doing their 10, 10 man lineup, and uh, just as big as a shout out to Dan Campbell for declining um, the penalty, declining the delay game penalty. It it, it it's things like that that show the you know we're all they get paid millions of dollars yes, but we're all humans in the end. We're all affected by tragedy. It it sucks, yeah. But it's it's an unfortunate thing we have to deal with
1: football is a game but the nfl is a fraternity and whenever anything like this happens in such a tragic way it's really endearing and cool to see people and teammates and just organizations have the foresight to be able to honor individuals that have done so much for their organizations but going into the game yeah Denver, <laughs> took on to Denver took care of the game. Denver took care business. The Lions are a bad team yeah. and Denver's not as bad and they were playing with emotion on their side. Um if you if you I I would have told you Denver's going to beat them before the news on Thursday, but after the news on Thursday there's no way in Sam Hell Denver loses loses this game. There there's no yeah. way on God's green earth just won't happen. Teddy had a good day, two touchdowns, no picks. Melvin and Javante Williams are in my opinion, very one good. of my favorite running back tandems in the league, uh, Melvin Gordon, while, yes, people are frustrated that Javante Williams is not <laughs> the sole <laughs> owner of the job, Melvin, Melvin Gordon Gordon's is a, a good running run back. He's an above-average NFL running back, and he's the reason why Austin Eckler wasn't breaking out two, three years ago. Melvin Gordon is a very, very good NFL running back, arguably one of the best college running backs ever. His numbers at Wisconsin speak for themselves. But, yeah, the, the Broncos took care of business, Um jerry judy tim patrick sutton the whole gang was there they were all performing and their defense justin simmons had a pick um it's it's a good sunday in terms of winning games for denver um they're 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 in a weird position now at seven and six um they're better off than the raiders but now they're just kind of trying to catch the chargers who are trying to catch the chiefs so it's just this uh step by step it's basically like the uh signal strength you will get on your phone you got chiefs chargers <laughs> broncos raiders and they're sitting with two bars of signal at the moment they're hoping to get forward but uh i don't know if it's in the cards
0: yeah the lions walked into this one with literally no weapons they were without jamal williams deandre swift tj hawkinson um
1: yeah. it was jared Goff, of, yeah. jared goff and x ram josh reynolds going to, Denver right. to try and win
0: the detroit lions are now 1 11 and 1 make a wish
1: Okay. Okay, cool.
0: Okay. Can't tell you it won't come true. All right, Devin, now it's your
1: time to shine. Okay, guys, buckle up. Three, two, one, check, check, Mike, check. Welcome back to the Chargers Talk with Devin. Um, I don't know why the fuck I said that. Justin Herbert's that dude. If anyone had a doubt or was questioning who this guy is, just look at the uh, the 65-yard touchdown pass to Guyton to end the half. I, you can say all you want about the Chargers. We are inconsistent. We let our fans down a lot. But, man, this team, when they are operating at full strength, is so fun to watch. they got to be one of the top five teams in the league It's just pure enjoyability of watching them. Yes, the highs are high. The lows are really, really low. But, God, the variance, it just it, it breathes life into the season. Um, mind you, this is a game where we did not have Derwin James or Keenan Allen Didn't matter. Granted, the Giants are the Giants, but Herbert had a great game. He only missed eight passes uh, through for 275 yards and three scores. He is now the uh, only quarterback in NFL history to have 30 plus touchdown passes in or 30 touchdown passes or more in his first two seasons in, in the league. This man is breaking milestones year, year in and year out, game after game. And I am here for it. Austin Eckler went out of the game. Still, he had 12 rushes for 67 yards and a score. Really good day for Austin Eckler. Banged his ankle up. Um, I, w- I heard through the grapevine that he could have been brought back into the game. Staley is erring upon the side of caution, which I appreciate as a Chargers fan. Same thing happened with Bosa. And they thought he had a concussion. He was cleared. They said, you know what? Stay out. It's fine. We'll win the game without you. You guys were also arrest. by up like 20, so... Exactly. And I like the foresight of a Brandon Staley to be able to sit here and say, yeah, you know what? Well, we're going to look towards next week because we're going to need everybody on hand next week. Um, Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer both had really big games for the Chargers. Both caught touchdowns. Palmer had 66 receiving yards. Mike Williams put up 61 receiving yards. It's weird seeing the Chargers without Keenan Allen, but it's very, very nice to see that this team was putting up decent stats without him there. Because Keenan Allen is the heartbeat of this Chargers receiving core, but you always want to kind of feel that you have people behind them that you can trust. And in Josh Palmer, I think the team has actually drafted somebody in this previous draft that will be a contributor moving forward. Because yes, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are a great one two punch. But you know what separates the best passing attacks from above average passing attacks? Not just having a one and a two, having a three or a four. You look at the Bucs. They had they had uh Godwin, Evans, and Brown last year, but Scotty Miller was also there. Scotty Miller's a speedster, and he could kill anybody any given week with all the coverage that they're given to the other three guys. So it's, it's just, it's great to see the defense played extremely well. Joey Bosa got to the quarterback. And even without Derwin James, we were able to hold a team below 25 points. And I think with our offense, if we can keep people below 25, we're within earshot of winning the game. On the Giants front, if we would have lost this game, I wouldn't have been here today because we were playing Mike fucking Glennon. Saquon rushed for 64 yards. I'm happy he's healthy. But... Kyle Rudolph was the leading receiver for the Giants, so I don't expect them to do a whole lot. It's it's just the Giants are in this really really bad spot. Their quarterback's hurt, their coach is probably going to get fired this year and they just got ri- they should get rid of the GM. They're just down bad and the Chargers weren't going to allow another bad team to abuse them for playing to, playing down to competition. So all in all, gold star Justin Herbert, gold star Chargers and let's uh march into Casey this or March Let's have Casey Orchard this week and we can like, you know, take care of business. Right. Right. Take
0: care of business. The San Francisco 49ers fucked everything up. Now they're contenders and the Bengals are back in the mix of (laughs) holy shit. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26, 23 in overtime. The Bengals went down, kicked a field goal in their first possession. Niner said, That's cool. Touchdown. See yep. you later. Bengals were down most of this game and they were playing catch up. Um George Kittle, 13 receptions for 151 yards and a touchdown. He can't keep getting away with it. He can, and he will. He will, yeah. Because it's... Debo Samuels,
1: a running back now, apparently. He's the he it. I don't understand Debo Samuel, and I don't want to. He's so good. He is so good. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, we've, we've said it for weeks and weeks. As long as Jimmy
0: Garoppolo continues to win, he'll keep being the quarterback, and he will continue to be the quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance is getting a look this year anymore. Yep. Um, We'll see what – I don't know what Jimmy's contract situation is, if he is a Niner next year or not.
1: He's under contract. Um, They signed him to a big deal like four years ago or like three years ago. It felt like he is good looking. Can can you blame them? (laughs) The the negotiation (laughs) room, just like I got lost in his eyes, dude. I gave him fifteen years.
0: I just he smiled at me. His teeth sparkled. It was like something out of a cartoon. I was scared. Next thing you know, I signed the contract.
1: Oh, he's he's under contract through. uh, Well, he's under contract through next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty three. Okay, so he's
0: gone after next year. That would make sense to me. Yeah. He plays this year, probably takes him to the playoffs the way they're going at this point. Um, I would have to look at their remaining schedule, but they could easily go to the playoffs at this point with sure. how compact everything is. They're at seven and six. Um, they're doing what I thought they wouldn't do. Um, they're playing well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll Nick see Bosa, next week. Dude. Nick, <laughs>
1: Nick dude. Bosa is an absolute just a menace on the defensive front. He is getting to the quarterback just as well as he did his rookie year whenever he was getting shades of the defensive player of the year award. So their defense has been banged up. Fred Warner came back this week, which is huge for this defense. Warner's one of the best linebackers in football. Now, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of hitting their stride in a weird way because I know we were talking about KC getting back and getting right. This is a different type of getting right, but SF's healthy for the first time in almost a year and a half. Well, relatively healthy. Mostert's out for the year. Mitchell was out with a concussion. But, yeah, the Niners are looking good, and Cincinnati's just going to – they are who they are. This is the same team that lost to the Jets. They will have (laughs) great weeks, and they will have terrible (laughs) weeks, and they're kind of skidding right now. Mixon didn't find the end zone again this week. He rushed for, like, 50-something yards, which is cool. Higgins and Jamar Chase both had big weeks but it didn't fully matter. The Brandon Ayuk show continues to uh, flourish after he was uh, pronounced dead earlier in the season, at least his fantasy value, because he's got like three straight games of at least 60 receiving yards, and he piled it on with a touchdown this week. He could have had two, because there was one that Jimmy kind of overthrew him, and he only got one foot in bounds. But the Niners keep doing it, and I'm not going to be one to doubt them, because the last time I doubted them, I doubted them straight to the Super Bowl
0: yeah exactly that i don't neither team could have really afforded to lose this game the way the race is but now both teams are kind of in can't really they can't really drop another game they got four games to go they maybe can finish 10 and 7 and get into the playoffs but who knows with the way the conferences is rolling right now yeah uh the bills and the bucks man what a game that turned out to be huh uh, they go into overtime. The Bucks win 33-27. Josh Allen runs for 100, nine yards, throws for 308, two touchdowns, and a pick, runs in for a touchdown as well. Brady, 363, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, a touchdown. Brady had a rushing touchdown. That's cool. He's that,
1: he's that dude, man, Tom
0: Brady, an <laughs> NFL
1: MVP. He's doing it all for this team. The Bills... I don't know what to say about the Bills. They I I, I could say it for you, man. I've been it. brewing. Okay. They're seven and six right now. This is a team that was on the precipice of winning the AFC last year. They they were they, they played KC tough, didn't they? In the AFC championship game. I think it was a really close game for a chunk of the time. Yeah. They did nothing this offseason to generally improve their se- themselves in a substantial way. And now the house of cards is falling. Um, if you would have told me at the start of the year that NFL defenses were to key on Stephon Diggs, I would have believed you. If you would have told me that their defense relies upon the output of s- certain players, and if they lost one of those players, their defense wouldn't be that great. I would have believed you. And if you would have told me that they didn't address the running game at all, that they would have trouble winning games because they can't establish the run. I would have believed you. All of this. Isn't a surprise to anybody that watches NFL football. Josh Allen could be the second coming at this point. He could be Peyton Manning, with Michael Vick. And it wouldn't matter if they're playing good teams. They're not going to beat them because one Tradavius white is out for the year. That was their, that was their guy. He was the leader on that defense. He was their best defender. He's out for the year, and no one's going to take it easy on the Buffalo secondary, especially now because they, they they can't keep up with running backs, and they can't also deal with – um they, they just can't deal. They are a team that is built to play in shootouts. but Their defense cannot sustain shootouts, and if they get a lead, you're not killing the clock with Devin Singletary and Matt Breida.
0: Yeah, like, look, Singletary and Burita had seven carries combined. Like, Singletary went four carries for 52 yards. I I don't know what, like, Josh Allen is kind of at the point where, like, most RB1s are at. He's getting the fucking shit kicked out of him. He's getting blasted play after play. And soon, if Josh Allen in one to two years becomes injury prone, it wouldn't surprise me because this dude just gets blasted 20 times a game. Because he has so many touches, he gets he gets hit as a QB, and then he gets hit as a runner. It He's not doing himself any favors. Yeah, he's a big dude, but it all adds up at some point, and especially when you're playing against Tampa Bay, their defense is fucking brutal. They are yeah, huge
1: dudes looking to knock you out. I have the biggest problem with Buffalo because Buffalo and Tampa aren't that far apart, but you want to know what Tampa Bay does have? Leonard Fournette you know how it's we saw playoff Lenny. This is regular season Lenny. That's that, that. That's my thing. Off. There have been a multitude of running backs that aren't going to fetch top dollar over the last two seasons that the Buffalo could have went out and got, they could have tried to get Leonard Fournette. They could have tried to go after a guy like, uh, what's his name? James Connor. They could have figured it out, but they sat on their hands and they said, Josh Allen, dude, he, it's, we love Josh Allen. You can love your quarterback, but if you're not going to give him the adequate help, Because I don't care what team you are. If you don't have the semblance of a running game that's going to keep a team honest, you are so easy to scheme against. And it came true this week. Josh Allen had the game of his career, essentially. And it didn't fucking matter. Yep. Rashad Perryman with the walk-off touchdown. Go figure. I loved that. Shout out Rashad Perryman, dude. Never forget. He 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 was catching passes from Jimbo like two years ago, catching touchdowns in Tampa Bay. It was just a reunion tour. All right, our last
0: game. Uh, Robert Quinn made fun of the belts, and it was all over from there. That was the last time that we ever thought the Bears were going to win the football game. It was at that point that we knew it was over. Uh, The Bears played a great game in the first half. Their special teams were annihilating the Green Bay special teams. But there's a guy on the Packers who has only nine toes, but it doesn't matter. Literally just doesn't matter. You can't cover Devontae Adams. You can't stop this two-headed monster in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Even when Aaron Jones gets five carries, he still gets a receiving touchdown. Three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah. th- throws for 341 and four touchdowns. I was against Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, and I need a huge game from Cooper Cup tonight. So it, it bothered me. I was watching the game, and the um, – Packers are on like the three, yeah, the three or the two of the Bears. And I see the box completely stacked, and then I see a one on one with Devontae Adams. And I'm like, Devontae Adams cuts in and he throws a touchdown. There, There's no reason for Devontae to be one on one right now. This man will defeat anybody any given day of the week, and that's exactly what happened. He fakes going out, came in, slant in, touchdown, done. Yep, it was, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, how do you put one guy on Devontae Adams in the red zone when all he has to do is you're not
1: really pressed on him? You gave him a little space, and that's all he needed. You having fun over there? There's a fly, dude. There, there's a fly wreaking havoc. And I'm just I'm just trying to smack him out of here. My apologies to the uh audio and uh my, my apologies to the visual uh, enjoyers of the podcast. This fly is just wreaking havoc. Look, I like Justin Fields a
0: lot, nine carries for 74 yards. 18 for 33, 224, two touchdowns, two picks. The dude's learning. He played, still played against a decent defense. Roswell Douglas took a touchdown or took a pick six all the way. I was going against Green Bay defense. So that didn't help either. I was just having a bad day overall watching that game. Yeah. Um, but
1: this is kind of what we're used to, the Packers beating up the Bears. It It is what it is. Yeah, the last time I discount double-checked, Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. Um, yeah, this game... This is how it should have turned out. Jakeem Grant Sr. had some – uh he had something to say, I guess, in terms of, like, who's going to win this game. But it's Matt Nagy against Matt LaFleur, and we know which Matt is better. Uh, David Montgomery got 10 carries in this game, which I think is actually borderline insane. He had a 10-point lead, and you didn't start pounding the ball with Monty. doesn't make sense to me. Um, Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Uh A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones scared the piss out of me in terms of, like, playoff matchups because then you've got you to try and shut down one of them and if one's getting stopped, the other one's going to end up breaking through. Devontae Adams had a great game. Alan Lazard showed up for launch, which is really cool. It's just for the lack of skill guys we thought they had, they are shaping up to have plenty, if not more than enough to make a substantial run of the playoffs. And Jair, and Jair Alexander's closer to coming back and Bakhtiari might come back. This team is only going to get better.
0: Yeah, it's they're basically just hoping that the Cardinals lose tonight and they can slip into the the one seed and yep. playing at Lambeau during January ain't a good time for a visitor. It's definitely a good time for Green Bay. In terms of the Rams and Cardinals, they start in about ten minutes. Um if the Cardinals win tonight, the division's theirs. I think even if they lose tonight, the division theirs. But this is kind of a must-win for the Rams. Um they are what eight and eight and four, dropping eight and five. You're talking about falling lower in seeding at that point. You're talking about being yeah. uh, the four seed. six or seven. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're, they're, they're in the wild card. Oops. Yeah, they're the fifth seed right now. Yeah, I know. So they... they need to come out tonight, even with Higby and Ramsby, Ram, Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsby, Jalen Ramsey. Gordon Ramsey. Um, <laughs> the, I think the Rams have to win tonight. I don't know if they're going to, but they need Stony to. Tony Michelle
1: to the moon.
0: All right, let's get into week 15. Um, real quick, do you have any uh, fantasy playoff buys this week? Do you know yet?
1: Um, if I, if Sony Michelle and DeAndre Hopkins outscore Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup tonight, I have like a 40, 50-point cushion. So it better happen, but I'm, <laughs> playing, I'm playing the current overall one seed and we have the same record. He has the overall points lead. I'm second in overall points on the year. So I have to win this week and win out, which the next matchup is somebody that's like four. They're, they're, they're not in the playoff picture. So I, if I win this week, I'm in the driver's seat. If I lose next week, then I just piss it away. But this is kind of a win and you're going to get the bye. Yeah. Unless uh, funny stuff I, happens and my team poops the bed, which would suck. I was there this
0: week. Uh, I got one by um, the first seed in one of where leagues were together and purposely... Loss of the second seed, so I didn't get the buy. It is what it is. He's either he's either dumb or a coward, but
1: whatever. Uh, it's, it's it's kind of strategy. Your team's scary as shit. So, um, the podcast is going to the playoffs
0: in both of their leagues. So we don't Pod have any go. buys for the podcast, but we slipped into. I believe we're going to be the four and five seeds in the league, um, but I have to yeah, wait we, until we
1: sleep don't sleep a buy all that for me. Yeah, we don't we we don't want the buy. We don't need we're buys. Looking, we're looking to just keep chugging, man. No more buys. My week girlfriend's week. very happy though that I
0: have um, a buy in the league that I pay attention to the most because we'll be in Disneyland, so I don't really need to pay attention to fantasy. I'll just be rest resting my players. <laughs> All right, Thursday night football. The Kansas
1: City Chiefs walk into SoFi Stadium. Take on the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a dumb question. Give me the Chargers. I'll give you many reasons why. One, we beat him in Arrowhead. Two, Keenan Allen's coming back. Three, we very well may lose. Ray Sean Slater got put onto the COVID list uh, today, as of this morning. He's vaccinated, so he has to pass. He has to test negative, so not pass. He effectively pass the test. Test negative <laughs> twice. It's two separate days. Got to hard. Periods. He's, got, he's got to test negative, which I'm hoping he does, because if we don't have him, Chris Jones and Frank Clark scared the shit out of me, even with Slater out there. But Slater's been one of the best rookie offensive linemen we've seen in years. So give me the chargers. If the chiefs win, it happens. We beat them once, but if we beat them this week, the, the West is ours. Essentially. We have the tiebreaker. We have beat them outright twice and we'd win the division, but Casey's playing real good football. If Derwin James is back, it helps us as well. Um, we just need everybody on deck. If we can be healthy and we can, Play our game. I like our odds of beating the Chiefs this week. Hey Shit. man, remember last time the Chiefs played the Chargers? I was a little apprehensive, and you're like, "I got the Chargers, man. They're gonna win." No more apprehension. No more apprehension. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna trust in the fact that Brandon Staley has the biggest balls on the field. Justin Herbert has an absolute <laughs> rocket launcher. And we're playing in SoFi.
0: Right, fuck it. Give me the Chargers. Let's go. <laughs> I believed
1: in them in week three.
0: That was. And you were a little apprehensive. I was like, fuck it, dude. You're, you're right. I was like, let's go.
1: The Chargers week, got this. Let's go in Arrowhead. Week three was must win. Week 15. This is win or go home, essentially. Yeah, we'll make, the, we'll make the playoffs if we lose. But if we can win this game, we can. We put ourselves in the driver's seat for the rest of our season. We're tied with KC for records. We just have to win out. And I like controlling your own destiny. And it's a Thursday game. So as long as everybody's healthy, I just, I, it's, it's a home game. It's prime time. Herbert seems to shine the brightest whenever the lights are on him. The dude's electric. All right. I finished making all my picks.
0: So. I, I'm just, I'd am mark them down. You did pretty well last week. I think you only missed Ravens I missed Browns. Like I only missed Ravens Browns. I'll take that. I think. I think. Um, I'd have to go back and check. But you did really well this week. I picked did the pick, Panthers. Did so. I pick the Niners over the Bengals? I believe so. Let's just check for clarity. Oh, no. We both picked the Bengals. Okay. Forgot so missed, the Bengals like two. missed two. And even Possibly then, missing three. Baltimore is... You can't, you I, I can't should,
1: call Lamar Jackson going out. I, sh- I, I yeah I, baltimore is a game i could have got so then we got yeah baltimore, we got the uh cleveland browns against the las vegas raiders the browns the browns aren't yeah. good but they're gonna win this game the raiders are decimated i'm picking the browns 100 um teams that are less banged up we've got a matchup between the uh pats versus the colts by week Colts I- versus a team in the patriots that Took care well. The Pats want a buy two, so this is two yeah, fresh it's, teams. Yeah, it's a, it's a bye week defense against a bye week Jonathan Taylor.
0: I'm going to pick Pats. the Patriots. I'm picking okay. the Patriots.
1: They yeah. just they just beat up on the uh, on the bit. They, they they made the Bills look as human as I've ever seen them in the last two years. Well, so did Mother Nature. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But if Josh Allen's going to, str- I get the I get the weather. But Josh Allen's a far better quarterback than Carson Wentz right now, and. Even with the wind, Josh Allen was having his fits with that defense. And Mac Jones and in better, in, in, in better uh, surroundings has proven that he can actually produce on the football field. So as long as Damian Harris can be out there and their defense is healthy, I think the Colts are – it's just going to be too much. Titans-Steelers. I'm picking the Titans. Nice. Same here. As as bad as the Titans have been injury wise, the Steelers are dysfunctional. They don't know how to win games. Essentially, their coach is going to start benching people randomly because you know Chase Claypool can't get the ball to the line. And I think this is a real toss-up game, if there ever was one this week. Yeah, just
0: because of how beat up the Titans are, but but they got Julio back. I just can't. It was like week six. Never picking the Steelers again. I just can't do it.
1: I can't pick them. They're bringing back Julio. Derek Henry's one week closer to his return. AJ Brown could come back, I think, next week. So the Titans are still playing. They they have a shot to get a high seed in this AFC, and seeding's key, especially with all the uh, just teams out there. And if they get Derek Henry back, and they have a high enough seed, they're a tough team to beat.
0: Yeah, especially if they got Derek
1: Henry, would basically be rested as hell. Yep, and that'd be that's scary. Speaking of tough teams to beat, um, Panthers, of Panthers, I'm picking the Bills. Um, Me I think too. Josh Allen's pissed. And if the Bills lose to the Panthers, then wrap it up. The Dolphins are going to be the wild card team out of the AFC East. Because, yeah,
0: if the Bills lose to Cam Newton and PJ Walker,
1: if they lose to Cam Walker or um, PJ, PJ, PJ Newton, Newton, Matt Rule, Joe Brady, do it. doesn't matter. Yeah, that that cannot happen. The Bills have yeah. to win this game, and if they don't, then their playoff hopes, even if they make it, are just. They already lost to the
0: Jaguars.
1: Yeah. Um, we got a fun matchup. Uh, the Washington football team versus Gardner Minshew and the Eagles. They already came out Stop. saying Jalen Hurts will start in week fifteen. Stop it. <laughs> this game's tough. I I'm I'm gonna
0: pick the Eagles. The Eagles are rested. The Eagles are the better team marginally marginally um especially if taylor if you expect me expect me to pick kyle allen to win a football game yeah
1: no i initially put down washington football team and i was like taylor looked really bad and i think he's hurt so give me the eagles jalen hurts is gonna come out and just put up 20 fantasy points for no reason now this this game this is a banger texans all right urban meyer is still in jacksonville and <laughs> as we did last week let me do some recon apple bees in houston area <laughs> so i'm looking right here i've got one two and i've got there's three locations in houston texans are winning i don't care what anybody says urban meyers in for a rough weekend in houston oh no it's in jacksonville oops well still there's there's an apple out in jacksonville too <laughs> the, te- the Texans the Texans can bring it to go. I don't care. The Jaguars suck. Bring it to go.
0: <laughs> Use the Texans. Um Cowboys, Giants.
1: You guys are them boys. I'm picking the Cowboys. If I picked the we are uh, over, boys indeed. If I picked the Chargers over the Giants last week, I have to pick the Cowboys, don't I? You guys beat us earlier, so by the law of whatever it is, you're the better team, quote unquote. That's how right. sports works. Yeah, right. So the uh the Vikings beat the Steelers and the Lions beat the Vikings, but the Steelers beat the Ravens, so the Lions are better than the Ravens. There you go. But the Ravens beat the Chiefs, so the Lions are the best team in football. Well, wait, so
0: the Lions beat the Vikings, but the Vikings
1: beat the Packers,
0: so the Lions are better than the Packers.
1: We so don't If make you the really rules. think we about just, it, we just report. if you really
0: think about it, Detroit should be hosting a playoff game. In like 15 years. Dan Campbell,
1: hit us up. We're on to something. Got you. Uh,
0: Cardinals-Lions.
1: Well. The Lions already won. You don't have to pick them. I'm picking the Cardinals, but imagine they just start resting their starters. They beat
0: the Rams this week. It's possible, but even I'm pretty sure Arizona's bench
1: team is better than the Lions. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals. Jets Dolphins. Ooh, I hate this. Give me the Dolphins. two has been yeah. playing out of his mind since he came back from injury and their defense is opportunistic and Zach Wilson loves to give people opportunities. So yeah, Dolphins, 100%. Bengals Broncos. Who day? Give me the Bengals, dude. Um they need this game more they don't need this game more than the Broncos do. This is a winner go home matchup and just on talent alone, really the Bengals is. are the better team. They have a the better quarterback. Better running back. Obviously, the tandem of Javante and Melvin Gordon is nice, but Joe Mixon is that dude. Uh, I'll take Chase and Higgins over Judy or Sutton, and it's just going to come down to the defenses probably, and I think since he's not the best defense in the world, but they have pieces. They have Hendrickson that came over from New Orleans. Justy Bates is a stud at uh, safety. It's going to be a fun game. I think the Bengals have too much firepower to lose to a Broncos unit that kind of uh, falters whenever things aren't going their way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just feel like their offense is going to be a little too much for the Broncos to handle. Uh, So I'll also pick the Bengals.
1: Uh, Falcons Niners. Give me the Niners. Um, The Falcons are the worst 6-7 and team in NFL history. I saw somewhere they had like a minus 138 point differential for the year. It doesn't help they lost somewhere? the Dallas by 40. Well, it's still, you take those games out, yeah. to 63. They're a bad yeah. team. Their record is better than it should be. If the Lions yeah. record is worse than it should be, the Falcons is better than it should be.
0: The the Niners are playing really well right now. They're rolling. Really well. There should be no reason hosting the Falcons that they should lose this football game, so give me the Niners as well. 100%. Um, Seahawks, Rams. Rams. Yeah. 100%. I think d- this is- despite tonight's results. Yep. Regardless of. Cooper Cup, I'm looking at you. Actually, I'm on a buy. I don't need them. It's fine. Do <laughs> the hell you want. Throw to Van Jefferson or whatever.
1: No, I'll give it to Cooper uh, Cup. I'm in week two of a playoff matchup. Semi-finals, maybe. <laughs> Packers, Ravens. Packers. Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Joe Flacco does not matter. Green Bay is hot, and they're not slowing down. <laughs> Joe they- Flacco. Fuck it. Trent Dilfer, it does not matter. You could throw anybody out there. It's Green Bay is playing for something, whereas Baltimore's trying to win the division. Green Bay is trying to win that NFC. Baltimore, without any without any injuries, I feel more confident about them in a matchup like this. Yeah. No Lamar Jackson, possibly, even a limited Lamar Jackson. I just think Green Bay is too much. And they have no yeah. corners. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. It's you're going to be outmatched. On almost every aspect of football, it's tough to win.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much where the Packers are. Even going into Baltimore, um Rogers could have five toes for all I care. If Rogers plays, Lamar is going to be banged up one way or another, whether he plays or not. So, give me the Packers. Sunday night football: Saints, Broncos, Buccaneers, Buccaneers. Give me the Buccaneers.
1: Bucs. The Saints won on legit luck and uh dice rolls last game. It's like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. They were like, uh, strength check? Nat 20. Hey, I
0: love Dungeons and
1: Dragons. Though. Great game. Great game. I love it, too. <laughs> that That's basically what the game came down to. There was a lot of chance happenings in that Saints-Bucks game earlier in the year. A lot of things broke the Saints' way, and ever since then, Jameis's knee broke the other way. Simeon's uh, chances as a starter broke a different way. Kamara was gone for like five weeks, and they're two different teams. Uh, Cam Jordan missed his first game of his career this previous week. And it's cool that Taysom Hill's out there and he's having fun. He's making money. Alvin Kamara should have a decent game. He's all they've got. But they're down Deontay, John- down Deontay Johnson. Um, they don't have Michael Thomas. It's just not looking good. Uh, what the hell was the name of the tight end they had? God, I forget oh, his name. Um, not Juwan Johnson, but um, Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman's out. The Saints team is decimated. And the Bucks are keeping their foot on the gas because the one seed if it's available to green bay is just as available for the bucks so congrats to the saints congrats to taysom hills agent but not if the saints week.
0: pull this out wouldn't surprise me in the slightest because the nfl just doesn't Christian make sense and, weird.
1: yeah yeah
0: so i'm still gonna take the bucks they're just the favorite by a long shot against a saints team that's just beaten to hell uh monday night football vikings burrs
1: I hate this game so much I hate this game so much this game sucks give me the Vikings they have more to play for they probably like their coach more than Chicago likes Matt Nagy um (laughs) Allen Robinson has officially given up on football this year there was a play last night where he
0: was to set a bar extremely low the Vikings like Mike Zimmer more than Chicago likes Matt Nagy oh no Things get dangerous when Devin
1: goes in the search engine. Oh, goodness. No, it's just it's it's, it's a bad game. Um, okay. <laughs> it's just a bad game. Um, Dalvin Cook's back if he's playing. I don't expect the Khalil Mackless Chicago defense to do a whole lot against him, especially after A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones had their way. It's just going to be what it is. Uh, give me the Vikings. I don't like either team, but the Vikings are just better yeah it, the
0: vikings should put up 27 points and i don't think the bears can put up 27 points. i know they just put up 30 against the packers. so maybe they can't actually. um if J- JaKeem Grant can take another punt return for a touchdown and just, you know, be a blur. Um, but yeah, give me the vikings even at soldier field. okay. <laughs> that is it. We got through last week, we got through next week. Um couple of uh admin things to take care of we will not be here at this time next monday i will be in disneyland living up uh my best life um (laughs) so we are shooting for wednesday late morning ish yeah and depends on if devin's closing or not um yeah we'll figure it
1: out we'll figure it all out
0: if you follow us on twitter you'll know if um you subscribe on youtube you'll see the um set time whenever we figure it out but we'll be here next week to cover um to cover this coming week to cover how things just get stupider and stupider and how the jaguars will be super bowl champions in 2037
1: yeah yeah. Um. and for all of our non-visual uh listeners and viewers we are going to also be uploading the audio from our shows to spotify I, I'm going to be uploading the audio to our Spotify <laughs> channel. So if you are you don't have the time or the bandwidth to be watching our beautiful faces spout our, uh, you know, takes week in and week out, we are still going to be getting that audio feed out to all of our listeners. But that's about it, right? Uh, if you
0: haven't downloaded the Halftime Hoops app, come hang out with us there also every Monday night at seven. It's also 7 just a great community to be around. And then next stream... Uh, We will have a surprise. Um, We can't say what it is yet because that's breaking the rules. Um, But we will have a little snippet for you next week about it and how you can be a part of um, helping us out, hanging out with us. Um, It'll it'll be a lot of fun. We're very excited for it. Um, We just got to do our thing and wait out our time pretty much but 100%. next next week's stream will definitely be the stream that it gets put on. Um, I hope Cooper cup already has 97 yards for 64 touchdowns, whatever it takes. Uh, it's three, nothing. It well, you know, that's not Deandre
1: Hopkins. What the is happening? a
0: AJ a- a- green. Oh, it's already fourth down.
1: Jeez. Oh, my Lord.
0: Oh, Rams. All right. We'll let everyone get to watching the game. Um, thank you for watching as always. Um, follow us on Twitter subscribe on YouTube we'll work on Facebook and twitch get all that going yep. holidays are crazy um enjoy your holidays they're coming up um, whatever you may celebrate um, if you don't celebrate have a have a good time
1: anyways everyone deserves a great time stay safe stay healthy stay smart and uh for what from me to you guys don't pick the lions. It's 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 this most sound advice I have. I was playing that game all year, you know. I got the Lions, the one we got to and pick, them, pick them. They and won, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that to myself again because the odds are just not in my favor.
0: All right, Devin, set <laughs> <sent> us off.
1: <laughs> Drum roll, please. Peace.